Dark Abel and Vani here back after a week's hiatus from my birthday. Hi, Vani. Hey, hey. We are back. I feel like even though we took a week off, it didn't, there wasn't like anything groundbreaking. No. You know, like the last week, I like, I kind of had to think, I'm like, did we record? And then I'm like, well, no, there's no way because of like the way our lives were set up. But uh, yeah, we are back today and we have a lineup for you guys. We are talking about Jersey Shore, Vanderpump Rules, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Hugh Grant, Ashley Graham, Paris Hilton, Pink, Kim Ye, Giselle, Tom Brady, Megan DeSallion, Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott, Dak Prescott, Britney Spears, Ryan Reynolds, Lindsay Lohan, Jeffrey Starr, Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez, Jenna Ortega. Whew. Lord. <laughs> we were gone for a week and we got some stories. So I want to start with the reality TV portion of this. So if you're like me, I have been a Jersey Shore fan since Jersey days were a thing back in early 2000s. So when I was like in high school, like, I don't know, I was like a freshman in college, I think. I don't know. Anyways, um, it has been revealed this past week that Sammy's the sweetheart has returned to um, start filming with the crew during their sixth season. Uh, for a long time, she did not make the like the return to the show. Uh, I think it's like Jersey Shore Vacation. She wasn't a part of it because of her ex, Ronnie Ortiz Magro, who we've talked about in the past, who's had like domestic violence issues, drug and addiction issues. Well, he hasn't been on the show for two seasons now. And a insider recently said, quote, now that Ronnie's out of the picture, she felt comfortable to return. She doesn't like drama or toxic relationships in her life. Um, they go on to say that MTV always wanted her back, but this was all about timing and the timing was right for her. Everyone, um, you know, all of the cast members like Snooki, JWoww, uh, Mike, the situation, Vinny, Polity, Dina, Angelina, they were all you know, told that she'd be joining back for season six and they were all really excited. And yeah, I haven't watched Jersey Shore Vacation since like the second or third season. So it's been a little while, but I also, I still don't know that Sammy is the reason why I would start watching again. I just feel like I've been a fan of it for so long, but I just liked what it was. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you know what? I I never really liked Sammy. Like <laughs> she was never one of my favorites, or or a reason why I tuned in. I I do use her. Like you know, she was always like, "Ron, stop." That's why we say that now, and put it like in our texts and stuff like that. But that's about it. I mean, I think it's funny. She's like, "I don't like toxic relationships." Bitch, your whole relationship was toxic on that fucking show. And then I'm like, you don't like the drama or toxicity, but you're joining a reality TV show, like, girl. Exactly. I'm like, ah, okay. And, and the Jersey Shore is known for being nothing but toxicity and drama. So I don't know if she thinks she's coming on Leave It to Beaver or what, but mm. <laughs> bitch. I can't wait for the first trailer to come out because as soon as I see drama, I'm going to be like, girl, I told you. <laughs> But let's move on now and talk about the biggest scandal that's happening in reality TV right now. It's known as Scandoval. So this is, has to do with Vanderpump Rules stars Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandoval. So they've been a couple for years now. I used to watch a show back in the day. Um, but it's been about two weeks since we've all found out that Ariana and Tom have split uh, after a seven-month affair with the co-star and friend Raquel Levis. Um, so today, Ariana spoke out for the very first time since everything's been public, and she says, quote, Hi, where to begin? I want to express my most sincere gratitude for the outpouring of love and support I have received from friends, family, and people I've never even met in the last two weeks. When I have felt like I couldn't even stand, you all have given me the strength to continue and see me through my darkest hours. To say I have been devastated and broken is an understatement. However, I know that I am not in this alone. So many of my closest friends are also grieving this loss right now and reeling from the betrayal on so many levels. 
I am so fucking lucky to have the best support system in the world, and I hope I can repay every single person for the love you have shown me. What doesn't kill me better run. Love, Ariana. So that is one hell of a statement. So this, again, came just, I don't want to get all into details because if you're listening to a pop culture podcast, you probably have heard about this drama. They have been a couple for a long time. He's cheated on her. Um, there's all these signs that like people are going back to, like if you're on TikTok now, like Scandaval TikTok, um, you actually see Tom and that girl Raquel. They dress up each other as each other for Halloween, like in front of Ariana. They have like matching jewelry pieces in front of Ariana. And it's never, no one ever really caught on until all of this broke. Um, so some her fellow, uh, I guess, her fellow like co-star said, um, she commented and said, there she is. And then uh, her name was Sheena. And then Kristen, who dated Tom back in the day before Ariana said, quote, I love you, baby cakes. You are slaying life and your support squad is here for you for your trust fall. Watch out, world. She is back. Um, yeah, it's a shitty situation. How do you feel about her, her statement? I know you don't watch, like, you know, shows like that. And again, I haven't watched it in years, but what did you think about her statement? I like that part. It says, what does it kill me better run? Oh, I absolutely love that. I'm here for that part. I'm like, yes, girl. Um, I, I think the whole situation was shitty. I did happen to see his apology. Did you see his apology? There's like a huge did, but... Instagram post or I've mm-hmm. what basically it started off with Ariana and then I didn't know what it was. So I just saw like Ariana and I was like, oh shit, Grande. So I was like reading it and I was like, nah, it's not Ariana. I don't know what the fuck this is. So I stopped reading it, but it was probably a load of bullshit, which it normally is <laughs> whenever they have to yeah. apologize publicly like that. I stopped reading it and I didn't want to share his um, po- like his quote unquote apology on here because a lot of it, the reason why he wrote it was because people were hating on, he's like a co-owner of a, re- a restaurant. Exactly. And the people were like attacking the restaurant. People were attacking like his business partners. And so he was basically saying like, please ha- quit hating on them and just hate me. Yeah. So he wasn't really sorry. He was sorry that they're hating on his businesses. So. Yeah. It's more damage control at that point. And that's why I said it sounded like a bunch of bullshit. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about that. So before we move on, uh, so this whole Vanderpump Rules shows, it's based on, it's kind of like a spinoff from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's like involves Lisa Vanderpump who owns the restaurants that they work in or allegedly Mm -hmm. work in. Well, the restaurants are, um, this one that they shoot in is called Sir and it's since all of this happened, uh, the state of California has actually shut down all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants because they have been they have revoked their alcohol license, and yes. the reason for this is saying that they have not been paying their fees for the alcohol licenses, and people online are saying like, what's happening? Because like, it's kind of like a mortgage or car payment. Like they're not going to send you one bill and then be like, oh you didn't pay it we're taking it away it's kind of like how long has not been paying and um there's like all these investigations happening to the restaurant so it's like all this shit's happening with vanderpump rules and lisa vanderpump good luck if you watch the show i don't know how much longer they're gonna be able to keep the lights on (laughs) (laughs) y'all so now let's move on i want to talk about jeffree star i was gagging gagging (laughs) Gagging with this. I was obsessed. Me too. And that is why I'm wearing my Jeffree Star crop hoodie today because I have to support Mad Support. I stand Jeffree Star. So right now, like not not his latest mystery hmm. boxes. Fuck those. Um oh. but, <laughs> but he came for Hailey Bieber so hard. So I was waiting for his next makeup review to come out. And whenever he busted out, like even the preview to it, like the, the the picture in the front, when he was holding the road package, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking good. So he came out and he was just talking so much trash about it. He said, first of all, we're team Selena. We're team not bullying anyone. And then he proceeds to talk Period. about the packaging, but the packaging was boring, boring as fuck. Like, ugh, 
the fuck is this? He like literally was like, didn't even like, and he didn't even want to touch it. That's what I thought was so funny. And then he was like making, you know how like they, they come with like the postcard in them, you know, and the postcard had Haley Bieber on it. And he was like, she literally looks like she wants to die. Like, why am I? And you know, no lie. They zoomed that was in on so it. funny. Did you see her face when they zoomed in on it? Like, it really did fucking no. look like that. It really did look like, oh, God. Uh, can I just hurry up and finish copying Selena so I can get on with my life? Like, that's what it looked like. Oh. So <laughs> he then proceeds to say, and this is how we're going to review this. It's going in the garbage. And then he goes to his trash can. He's like, oh, no, it's it's no. My garbage can is way too good for this. And goes and takes it outside into like a green trash can or a blue one, whatever. But like a garbage, garbage can where the garbage goes. <laughs> the garbage from the garbage goes in there. And he just threw it away. He's like, fuck that. We're not going to review this shit. It's trash. It's shit. And fuck you, Haley Bieber. So <laughs> I loved, I love when he was like, we're team, we're team Selena in this house. Mm -hmm. I was here <laughs> for that. But now that we're talking about Haley Bieber, let's talk about the rumors that she has put into the paparazzi's head and everyone else. So right now, supposedly, she's on a yacht in the middle of the Bahamas or whatever with Justin Bieber right now. And he made this post about, oh, my girl. And it was like, just, I love my girl. I love you, baby. Some shit like that. I think it's love you, baby. And it was just like pictures of Selena. I mean, uh, not Selena. Ooh, Haley Bieber. And hmm. everyone's like, bitch, j just say it's you. We know you're posting on his page right now. Because he never puts captions. All he does ever is like credit the photographers. That's it. Well, anyway, this is on the helm of her going to several Oscar after parties alone. She attended the Oscars alone. He wasn't there. Apparently he was at home dealing with mental, his mental exhaustion, whatever. Um, but when she was taking, when the photographers were taking pictures of her, she made a show of touching her belly, like what you do when you're pregnant. So now it has everybody speculating that she's pregnant. That's what she's putting out there. <laughs> I can't stand that bitch. I can't stand her. I don't even know. Whatever, bitch. She's fucking. I'm taking a drink of water for her because she's so fucking thirsty. And she is. <sighs> and she fucking is. Like, okay, so the most recent drama between her and Selena was that the other day, Selena made a post, like a story. Like, it was like a story, like a picture on her story. And she's going like this with her hands, like under her, her chin, like all cute. And she's wearing like a black tank top. Two and a half days later, Haley Bieber posted the same picture on her story. Same tank top, same color, same pose, same everything. It's giving single white female. Do you think that she's doing this on purpose now? Because people have pointed this out. And so now, do you think that she's like intentionally doing it now? Well, she's For been. I, about her? I think she's been intentionally doing it from the beginning. There's way too much. It's like everything Selena does, she does it. It's crazy. I, you well, know, I, I think before she was doing it because she was obsessed. Well, she's still obsessed, but I think now she's kind of doing it to like, she's like, yeah, I know that she's doing this, but I'm going to do it too. Like, haha, like, look at me. I think she's Coco Loco. I just think she's Coco Loco and she's, she's doing it. I, I think, I, I think she's, she needs like medication for, for this, this identity crisis she's having. Like, I think she's, woohoo. <laughs> Fruit Loops. You said Coco Loco. <laughs> oh my God. I do. That bitch is crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know, y'all. I'm still Team Selena too. Fuck, fuck Haley. Fuck that hoe. <laughs> now let's move on and talk about uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. So remember the Grammys a while back, and there was all this talk how Ben Affleck was like. Like, J-Lo, like, scolded him for something. Mm -hmm. Well, we now know what happened because he recently, Ben, recently talked to the Hollywood Reporter, and he said, quote, I saw Trevor Noah, and I was like, oh, God. And they were framing us in this shot, but I didn't know they were rolling. I leaned into her, and I was like, as soon as they start rolling, I'm going to slide away from you, 
and leave you sitting next to Trevor. She goes, you better fucking not leave. That's a husband and wife thing. I mean, some of it is, I'm like, all right, who is this act? Like, I don't keep up. My wife does, obviously. And yeah, it is your wife's work event. So basically, he's saying, like, he didn't know a lot of the musicians. He didn't know a lot of the people there. So he wanted, like, he didn't, he was just there as his wife plus one. And that it was just like, his. it was just like, he's basically saying, like, going to, like, your, your husband or wife's work party and you're there plus one. And that's just kind of how it is. And he just, you know, wanted to give her whatever. And he just said, you know, I did have a good time at the Grammys. My wife was going and I thought, well, there would be some decent music. It might be fun. I've, uh, <clears throat> he said that he, he was not mad or anything, but that he in the past has been to award shows. And he said, quote, I've gone and been bored. I've gone to award shows and been drunk a bunch. Nobody ever once said I'm drunk, only that I'm pissed. So <clears throat> he did say before he talked to the Hollywood reporter, he said, quote, she gave me a talk this morning before this interview. She thinks that because of the experiences that I've had, I've been become I've become very guarded, and she's right. But anyway, uh, Jennifer tells me today, relax, be yourself, have fun. You're actually a fun guy who is real and genuine, and you just seem so serious. But as in many things, she's really right, and she loves me. She's looking out for me. She's trying to help me. So it's like maybe I ought to fucking listen to her. So he went on the Hollywood Reporter and said exactly what J Lo told him to say. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like that sounds like my wife wrote all the answers and prepped me before the show. That sounds like a smart <laughs> husband who doesn't want to sleep on the sofa. I'm here for it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get your partners like that. Ma, take notes. Do you know you're gonna do what I say? He's like, it was my wife's show. No. My wife was the one that was supposed to be there. My wife does this. My wife does that. Bitch, if you don't get <laughs> So let's move on now from the Grammys and let's talk about the Oscars. Uh so last year the Oscars were a big deal because the slap heard around the world. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that the Oscars were on this year. Like I knew they were coming on because we had talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I didn't know that they were on. But no one's really talking about things that happened during the Oscars. Um, besides that, there were a, little, a lot of minority winners, specifically in the Asian community, which is like almost unheard of. So that's great. However, people are really riled up about this Hugh Grant interview uh, that happened on the red carpet with model Ashley Graham. Mm-hmm. So it was the 95th annual Academy Awards this past Sunday, and people are just freaking out because when she was asking him questions he seemed very like very just short answered with her he didn't really want to talk and she said like who she asked him who he was rooting for this year and he said no one in particular so then she followed up with another standard interview question like who are you wearing he said just my suit and he seemed very annoyed so then she joked um saying that you know he could have made the suit And she asked who designed it, but he just kind of shut her down and said, I really can't remember my tailor. And, uh, well, people are coming for Hugh Grant on on Twitter, TikTok. People are talking shit, like, how dare he? Who does he think he is? If he doesn't want to be there, he shouldn't be there. Well, then today he was on The View promoting whatever the hell he's promoting. And um, people are coming for the ladies of The View because they brought up everything else about the Oscars, but they didn't bring up this big controversy of him shading Ashley Graham. And so they're saying, like, why, if the view always are hard-hitting questions and talk about pop culture, why didn't they hit him with the most obvious question? Um, I don't know. I, I think that some actors only go to those things because when they're in movies and film, like TV shows, like, it's a part of their contract that they have to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also feel like when you get to a point in your career you don't have to do it like you know you don't see Meryl Streep doing interviews if she doesn't want to you don't see Beyonce doing interviews Beyonce don't do an interview at all Meryl Streep and Beyonce they're they're infamously known to now they'll pen letters and publish them in a magazine that's how they communicate what they want and so it's like if you don't really want to be there you don't have to but 
Um, I do know that for a lot of the times, like if you're in a movie, that it's what it is. I know, like, is it Jonah Hill? I think that's the same. Jonah Hill, like, I know, like, uh, they said a part of his contracts now is like he refuses to do red carpets. Mm-hmm. It's like he won't be in a film. He'll he's he's notoriously said that he has lost out on handfuls of films because he refuses to negotiate that part of his contract. Mm-hmm. Like he he doesn't want to do junket press. So, what are your thoughts on all of it? Um, I did see an article about uh, the interview with Hugh Grant, although the article that I did see, they kind of said that the interview was awkward for both of them and that it seemed like the person giving the interview, which was Ashley Graham, like she was unprepared for for him, like with the questions they didn't, that it was almost like she didn't research who it was that she was interviewing you know, and stuff like that. And that made it awkward for him. So he answered the questions awkward and it was just awkward all the way around. Um, And that wouldn't have been Ashley though, because for red carpets, they are just there representing the network and the networks, everybody, they get told like, you have to ask this question. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like it was a talk show. It's not like he came on her show and she didn't know him. It was a red carpet. Yeah. What do people always ask on the red carpet? What are you looking forward to the most tonight? What are you wearing? Mm -hmm. That's the two questions they ask all the time. Yeah. So that's where I was like, I don't know. That's why, too, I didn't get that. I was like, okay, like, well, what was she? I mean, she obviously knew his name. Like, what else does she need to know? So that kind of sounds like it's on the the producers of the TV shows Mm -hmm. or whatever show, whatever network shows representing on them. But that was the only article that I had read on it. Um. I do know that in the past, he's always kind of had like a lackluster attitude and stuff like that. So it's nothing new. And I want to say it's like kind of like not indicative of every UKian, but a lot of the English and the British kind of have that kind of, you know, attitude a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like Adele, like Adele does not she's she's bubbly and friendly but she doesn't like to do interviews and she said that she said that she doesn't like to do things like that and yeah um i don't know it's weird though that they choose like a career like this and literally it screams like look at me but then they're like don't look at don't me. look at me but yeah the career that they're choosing literally screams look at me yeah that that's it and you are right about the oscars like i didn't even know they were happening either until like I saw like a, like a, you know, who wore like the dresses and stuff like that. And I was like, oh shit. Like there was, there was an award show this weekend. That's cool. Like I, I didn't know that either. So I, it's like, wow. I, it back in the day, these were such big things like Oscar watch parties and, and all this shit. And now it's like, mm. the, the thing that I did like about it was that Brandon Fraser won an Oscar for his performance yeah. in the whale. Rightfully so. The other controversy I heard about the Oscars was the Angela Bassett thing where she got over. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis won that Oscar for everything, everywhere, all at once or something. And they were upset that Angela Bassett didn't win it. You know what? First of all, I love Angela Bassett. Don't get me wrong. She's fucking amazing, beautiful, gorgeous and amazing actress. But she was, you know, she was nominated for, for was it Black Panther 3? You know, Wakanda Forever. Like I didn't, I didn't think that was like a. I mean, it was a good performance, but it's just like it's the Oscars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't, I don't know. That's just me. Everybody else was trying to make it about race, but I, I didn't think that that had anything to do with it. I was like, whatever. Um, I was happy though that the other two, her other two co-stars, won Oscars in their categories for that same movie. So. I think everyone's also trying to, everyone is upset about it also because um, in the 95 years the show's been on, there's only been two women of color to win that category. It's all been white Mm. women. Yeah, I understand. But you you can't give someone an Oscar just because they're the only person of color nominated. You know what I mean? I didn't see, I didn't see Jamie Lee Curtis's that movie. I didn't see her um, in it. I just thought, Honestly, I've never seen her in any other movie except the Halloween movies. Really? Life. Or Freaky Friday. Oh, I liked her in True Lies. As an old movie. An old movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm showing yeah. my age. I'm showing <laughs> my age. But don't get me wrong. They're all, they're all amazing actors and actresses. And I just, if anything, 
she should have gotten an Oscar for her performance in What's Love Got to Do With It. Now that fucking That's what movie, everybody says. she That's deserved an Oscar for says. that fucking movie. That's what everyone says. That that's the movie she should have got it for. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did like about that, though, is like, you know how usually when people lose an award, they're still clapping and stuff for everyone for like the other. They showed her and she was not smiling. Mm-mm. She didn't clap. She said, mm. she sat there stone faced and she really did make that pursed lips face that she's famous for. Yeah, but she'll get it when she, you know, when yeah. the time's right. But. Now, I the only thing I did like about the Oscars is that it brought out Megan the Stallion. <laughs> so Megan the Stallion is back. She was seen at the Vanity Fair after party. She did the red carpet. She was looking good. She was just having she was just full of like energy. She's been on a social media hiatus since last year. Um, she hasn't been on social media. She hadn't been on Instagram. She hadn't been on TikTok since like the fall of sometime of last year. And um, she was doing the red carpet. She seemed much happier, like in a lighter place. Um, she since then she won her court uh, battle against the um, her ex that shot her, and she won a court battle against her record label that was stopping her from moving on and negotiating her contract to Jay Z's label. Um, so she's won. She has a couple of wins under her belt. And with the person interviewing her was asking her questions and she just seemed fun and light. Uh, she did say that she's working on new music and that we can all be expecting a new album soon. So I am here for it. I would love a Megan Sion album for the like summer. Like the summer, oh, hell yeah. Haga summer, haga summer. Mm. Um But yeah, I'm excited for her. She was looking good, she looks happy. But Again, the Oscars, I don't think who cares? Like well, I really don't give a shit about that. Like I didn't even care to talk about like their looks or anything, because it's just like the Oscars to me are just so much more uppity and boring compared to like the Grammys when you see like these cool musicians and their eclectic tastes and the Oscars is so like uppity and like ugh, I would hate to be in that room. Like it, they just seem like a boring group of people. All of them. So <laughs> I would hate to be there. But now uh, let's talk about what is happening with Britney Spears. Please oh my God. Us <laughs> because what is maybe happening she shouldn't have been freed. What's happening? Yeah. What, what, what isn't happening with her? God, you know, so she started posting again on Instagram after a little bit of a hiatus. And of course she's posting and, and she turned off all her comments you know, right now, so you can't comment on anything. But she's been like posting like some really weird stuff, like dresses, like you know, she's trying on stuff, but she's definitely wilding out again. So yesterday she made a post. Um, it was like several pictures and a couple videos of her trying on dresses in Polynesia. And she made it a point to put in the caption, this is where I took my first nude and it had 4 million views, but it was tasteful. Bitch, what? <laughs> What's happening? Why? Why? I was like, shit, I was scared to scroll because I didn't know if she was going to fucking have it, you know, on the picture. Y'all, let me, hold on. Am I going to screenshot this shit real quick? What's happening? An exclusive for pop culture after dark. <laughs> but no, there was, there was, um, there, now she didn't say when she took that nude or anything, just when she was in Polynesia for the first time. So, uh, it's not quite clear if she was a teenager or what, but she did throw that out there. Now, she has been making it a habit of throwing shade on these captions at people. Um, so in a now-deleted post that she uh, posted on Tuesday, she threw some shade at her dad. And in the post, she says, on tour, I can't remember how many women were on the bus with my dad. My family wasted 15 Ooh. years of my life, but they got a good deal out of it. She's like, anyway, have a good day. (laughs) Like, she is living. Have a good day. (laughs) Oh. Oh, wasn't he married to your mom back then? Okay. (laughs) Nobody told her mom. She did. She did. She she just told her. 
She told her on Tuesday. And then <laughs> with the world. Then deleted the post. <laughs> but not before said, I could you know screenshot what? it. Me... <laughs> oh, my gosh. She said, you know what? Let me put this out there. I'm going to just send this to my mom's publicist and let her see it and then delete it. She slipped it in. So, like, it was like it was a, a little bit long of a caption. She slipped it in right there at the end. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was reading the caption. I was a little bored by it because she was talking about how she loved performing on the stage, doing that better than, you know, everything else and blah, blah, blah. And all this. I was like, eh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then it got to that part. I was like, oh, was, hello, T. How are you? Um, but it's no surprise because she's been talking shit about her dad and her family now ever since, like, you know, she's been freed and all that good stuff. So I I'm just saying I'm, I'm here for the tea on her family like bitch keep throwing that shade keep doing it i'm here for it but another thing i want to know is britney queen why you always got tracks in your hair like oh my every fucking video this bitch posts why it, can't they sh why can't she hide them <laughs> why can't she it looks like she literally just got some gorilla glue and glued on like her own shit to her head yeah, or it looks like the clip-ins yeah because like someone clip-ons fucking help her and what the fuck is she taking these videos on is she using a fucking flip phone a motorola razor like from fucking 2000 like these videos and then she keeps editing them on that one app and that's what got people thinking like it ain't even her it ain't because that app that she keeps editing it on lets you distort faces and put other people's faces on your face so yeah, I don't. Weird. Yeah, I think like I don't know if like maybe she hears all the rumors and she's just fueling the fire, you know, just like trying to start drama or whatever. But oh, she's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's another Coco Loco. A lot of Coco Locos on today's show. She's the Coco Loco. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, but let's talk about one of her good friends, Paris Hilton, now. Paris Hilton is someone who was very, back in the day, ditzy and the original reality TV star besides the Osbournes. However, she's definitely grown up. Um, she's releasing her new memoir, and it's called Paris, the Memoir. And she talks about the 2001 sex tape with her then-boyfriend, Rick Salomon. She says that he basically threatened her um, and that he didn't really give her a choice about, like, making a sex tape. He said, quote, he told me if I wouldn't do it, he could easily find someone who would. And that was the worst thing I could think of, to be dumped by this grown man because I was a stupid, stupid kid who didn't know how to play grown-up games. <clears throat> she then, you know, she was 19 at the time. He was 33. Uh, whenever the movie One Night in Paris was recorded. Uh, she's the, <laughs> I'm laughing because Bonnie doesn't believe me that she's a DJ, but this the news source that I'm reading it from, it says the DJ even said she drank <laughs> alcohol and took quaaludes beforehand. Uh, she immediately regretted what happened and you know, she said that it happened without her consent, you know, the release. She said, quote, he said he had every right to sell something that belonged to him, something that had a lot of financial value, more value than my privacy, obviously, my dignity, my future. Shame, loss, and stark terror swept over me. Um, she said that, you know, after a little while, you know, the scandal kind of died down. But then years later, shame and public ridicule came like it returned when Pink released her music video for her song Stupid Girls in 2006, in which she parodied Paris's sex tape. Um, Paris recalled in her memoir on how she felt shameful over the situation. And she said, quote, Pink sang about outcasts and girls with ambition. That's what I want to see. But she chose not to see it in me. The world thinks of me as a sex symbol, and I'm here for that because symbol literally means icon. When people saw that sex tape, they didn't say icon, they said slut. They said whore. And they weren't shy about it. The whole video is not at all subtle send-up porno paparazzi girls in general, and specifically me in a parody of my infamous sex tape. 
when everyone was buzzing about a sex tape of a certain teenage girl from a soon-to-be hit TV show, TV show, a girl who said empathetically over and over that she did not want the tape out there, the takeaway was stupid girl. Um, Pink, you know, has addressed this back in the day. She was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen in 2017, and she did say that Paris has confronted her about this. She said, quote, Paris was upset with me. She said, I just want you to know that I get it. I'm not dumb. I just play like I'm dumb. And I was like, that's kind of my point. I'm going to go now. Good to see you. Um, I don't know. I, I think that Paris Hilton saying that she plays dumb, she's admitted that in the recent, most recent years. Like, her fake voice is gone now. And she's always said that that's been, like, her defense mechanism was that fake voice that she did it was like her defense mechanism so people wouldn't really know the real her but i was i've always thought there's no way she's fucking dumb because she has built a fucking empire Mm -hmm. first of all her last name is hilton her family are the hiltons how often do you see a hilton on every fucking corner Mm -hmm. the hotels and she didn't just rely off of that. She has built a name for herself. You can't go into a fucking Dillard's or JCPenney's without seeing a fragrance by Paris. What what kind of fragrance is she on? Like number fucking 3000? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, And she's a DJ, touring DJ now. Um, <laughs> she is okay. sold out shows. Okay. She's an author now. Um, so what are your thoughts on Paris Hilton? And would you want to read her memoir well mm, read it eh, i'll hit the highlights on yeah. it you know Same. yeah because i you know i'm here for the tea that's what we do but um i never thought she was ditzy or anything like that because i know how to play ditzy i've played ditzy before you know what i mean like it's i think every girl has i thought pink was kind of shitty for that music video you know and whatnot um And I think that she continues to be shitty by, you know, taking her stance on it. And, you know, like what she said, like, oh, that was kind of my point in it. Nah, bitch, you were throwing shade and it was a shitty thing for you to throw shade on. Because like Paris said, she was a fucking teenager in that, in that, you know, video, in that sex tape. So, you know, kind of, you know, Pink's just shitty. She was shitty for that. I think she's shitty for that. Especially now, like, maybe she didn't know the struggle that Paris had with that, you know, especially being forced into it, felt like, you know, all that stuff. So if Pink were to come out now and be like, you know what, you know, we're grown now and I can see how that was shitty, you know, whatever. But, eh. But yes, I would I would like to know more shit. I'm on I'm on test secrets because she was like the personal assistant for like uh, some famous people and stuff like that, too, for a while there, wasn't she? And she, she was younger. Assistant and then. And then it was funny because she started having him come up and then Kim Kardashian became her, her assistant. Her assistant, yeah. So, hmm. Damn, I'm about to go be an assistant, shit. I know. I'm about to go be a celebrity assistant. I mean, I could, I mean, nah. I could, could no, I couldn't do that. No. I would hire I an it. assistant to be our assistant because, bitch, I need one. <laughs> no. Uh, so we've talked. <laughs> We've talked about Britney. We've talked about Paris. Now let's talk about Lindsay Lohan, the fire crotch. Uh. That's a name I haven't heard in a while, but we can't talk about the trio without talking about fire crotch. What's going on with Lindsay? I know. Actually, she's doing fucking amazing for herself. So she did just come out with like a new Netflix movie or something like that. Something about Christmas, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was supposed to have been really good. I haven't seen it. I am going to go watch it because I do love those kind of cheesy movies. But congratulations, Lindsay, because she is pregnant. She is now pregnant with her husband, her newly, newlywed husband. I can never say his name. Badr Shamas? Badar, Badar Shamas? I don't know. I don't know how to say his name. But the reason why we haven't seen too much of her or anything like that is because the couple is currently living in Dubai. And that's where she she will be having her baby in Dubai. So She's con- still over there. That congratulations. I would love Dubai too. Shit, have you seen Dubai's Dubai? Doing her good. <laughs> Dubai's doing her good though, because I it know really? that she owns like nightclubs there. She owns, girl, she's raking in the 
queens. She really is. So she's doing, she's uh, doing pretty she's... good. Yeah. Yeah. Two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. No, uh, but we're going to now talk about their other friend, Kim Kardashian, who we just mentioned a little while ago. So Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, just a quick story on them because, you know, Kanye is married now and the questions have been coming up of how's co-parenting working with Kanye and a new wife and Kanye, like, how do you do that, right? Well, there's an insider who spoke to E.T. this past week and said that Kim's focus is on her four children while still having to deal with her ex-husband for various parenting things. It says that, um, they said, quote, Kim and Kanye's relationship is okay. They are still having some back and forth with a few arguments, but co-parenting healthily healthily if i can say that is our main goal and that is always the primary focus for kim so then they ask you know how's kim taking it that you know this wife is going to be around her kids and says quote bianca has been around the kids kim ultimately just wants kanye to be at peace so if bianca helps with that then it's fine um Good for Kim. I think that she's trying to say that's Bianca's problem. Mm-hmm. That fool ain't my problem no more. Mm-hmm. I got these kids. She can be around the kids as long as that means I don't got to deal with him. We, we're cool. Yeah, and and welcome to life as a in in a, in a home where the parents are not together anymore. Everyone in fucking America is doing that. It's great unless you have a shitty baby daddy. Like, anyway, and you can't, and you can't co-parent good. Um, I think as long, like, I think in any situation like this, it is okay with the mother of, you know, the baby mama, if you will, if the new step parent coming in treats her children good and with respect, you know what I mean? And keeps their hands off those kids. I don't think Kim will have a problem. Yeah. And like I said, she's just trying to be like. Keep Kanye busy, girl. Yeah. Keep him off my back. Like and she's doing, she must be doing a good job because he hasn't spiraled. He really hasn't. Like, good on him. Good sort on Bianca. Of. Look I at mean, Bianca. Look at her. Look at it. Let's but see. It's, Let's see how long it lasts. She's the Kim Kardashian. Like, she's the one that kind of looks like her, right? The Haley Beaver. Oh, Lord. She's basically Haley Beaver. But Let's move on now and talk about Kim's sister, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott uh, now officially want to make their name, uh, their son's name change in the eyes of the law. So TMZ has acquired some legal documents that show that Travis and Kylie want to change their son's name from Wolf Jacks Webster to Air Webster. The docs say that Kylie and Travis are both on board with the change, and they both signed the petition, which is now making its way through the courts. In the documents, Kylie and Travis say they, quote, regret the initial name choice of of Wolf Jacks Webster. Now that petitioners have had the chance to spend time with their baby, they believe the name Air Webster is a better fit. Um, And this was back, you know, since March of 2022, the couple did announce that they were getting rid of the name Wolf because it didn't feel like it suited him and they were just going to wait to see what his personality was in order for them to give him a name. Well, just to give some context, the name Air is A-I-R-E is a Hebrew origin and it reportedly means Lion of God. So... Um. Yeah, yay, air. They both fucking still sound like encyclopedias. So whatever. And isn't that like Nick Cannon's kid's middle name? Remember? Girl, I can't keep up. Nick Cannon. How do you know which one of his kids has a fucking middle? Because name? we did a fucking show on it. Remember when you were fucking telling me their names? Yeah, but he has like thirty thousand kids. We talked. We've announced at least six pregnancies of his on the show. Yeah, no zillion air cannon. I didn't get it. Oh remember? yeah, <laughs> I remember that shit. 
Either fucking way, they both sound like books that come with fucking volumes. This is stupid. Well, because their daughter's name is Stormy. And so they're saying like Stormy and Air go together. <laughs> Get the fuck out of I mean, it's their kid, whatever, it's fine. I just think it's really cute that they were like, we're going to let him grow up a little bit and see like what name he embodies that name. Like, air. Air is what you got? Okay. Air is in your fucking brain, but whatever. Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, I'm in a good mood. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Ugh. I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm just going to throw it out there. But as if, as if that man wasn't a millionaire enough, now he needed to be a billionaire because he T-Mobile just purchased his Mint Mobile um, business for $1.35 billion. Oh, can you believe that? He is going to stay on with Mint Mobile, though, in a creative role since he does all of those cool Deadpool crossover you know, commercials and stuff like that. But that's, that's a huge acquisition. $1.35 billion. That's a lot of money. And when I know nobody, Dude. I know nobody that has Mint Mobile. I'm not, I don't know one person. Me neither. Who the fuck has Mint Mobile? What? I don't even watch TV, but I've seen those commercials. How? Ad- How does that happen? Ads. Ads on. I don't, I don't watch T. I don't watch. So I watch TV shows, but I'm on every streaming platform that, like the commercial free version. So I have no commercials in my life. I How have I seen this commercial? I I see them like on the internet, like either on YouTube or on fucking like when I'm doing some of my um research for these and I got to go to like TMZ and other websites and shit. It's like down Maybe in the bottom. YouTube. Yeah. That that's where I see all of all of the mint mobile thing maybe it is youtube because i'm like how the fuck does this happen to me yeah because i've seen all his commercials and what but what's funny is that i like think of mint mobile as like the cell phone provider like the one for the government phones you know what i mean i'm like is that a government Mm -hmm. phone provider or whatever you know what i mean the free phones that they give but no it's a regular provider they do go off of t-mobile towers and they have um, plans as low as fifteen dollars a month, so that that's like really like what what like got but them who has big. Where do you get that from? I don't know. I've never seen it. Like in a store, you know, you go to Walmart, Best Buy, they got all of the the phones and stuff like that. I've never seen Mint Mobile. Like if somebody has a Mint Mobile phone, and message us. Do they exist? What do they even look like? I don't even know what they look like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, girl. But that's. A, I wonder if he's going to change his name to Ryan Air Reynolds. He better the fuck not. He better the fuck not. Get the fuck out. He's a billionaire. Oh, he's, he's a billionaire. Ryan. Get the fuck out of here. Ryan Air. Oh, no. Let me, let me be fucking. What's your name? Stop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on and talk about Shakira. So Shakira is dominating the music charts and she is breaking records. She has recently acquired 14 Guinness World Records. So she now holds the records for the following. The most streamed Latin track on Spotify in 24 hours. The most viewed Latin track on YouTube in 24 hours. The fastest Latin track to reach 100 million views on YouTube. And the most streamed Latin track on Spotify in one week. In addition to that, she had some other ones that she's gained. Like the first female vocalist to debut in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 with the Spanish language track. Most number ones on Billboard's Latin Airplay chart by a female artist. First female artist to replace herself at number one on Billboard's Latin Airplay <laughs> chart. Most cumulative cumulative weeks at number one on Billboard's Hot Latin Songs chart by a female artist. Most top ten hits on Billboard's Hot Latin Latin Songs charts by a female artist. Most top ten hits on Billboard's Latin Airplay 
Um, I said that. I said those. Oh, most number ones on Billboard's Latin digital song sales chart and most Billboard charts topped by a Spanish language track by a female artist. Uh, What track is this? Have I heard it? I haven't heard it, but it's the one she's talking about that 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 man that cheated on her with the jam, the jelly, oh, or what was it? I don't think I've heard it either. I I don't listen to like Latin music really, you know, so it's not my wheelhouse. But girl, in on Spotify in twenty four hours, she got over fourteen million streams, and in oh, twenty four hours. On YouTube, she had over 63 million views. Damn. Okay. Okay, girl. We see you. Okay, girl. Get it, girl. That's that's a lot. Them vocals don't lie. Mm-mm. All righty. Let's round out the podcast here. We have some Jenna Ortega stuff, and then we'll end it with some ESPN segment. Ooh, I love ESPN segments. Okay, <laughs> so Miss Jen Ortega, she does play Wednesday Adams in the new Netflix show Wednesday. And now she's taking some heat on Twitter right now. So um, Hollywood producer and filmmaker Stephen DeKnight shamed her as being toxic and entitled because of a... She went on Dak Shepard's um, podcast, Armchair Expert, and she went in. The, she went on there, and according to Stephen, she was just talking and showing her ass, sort of, kind of, you could say, because she was saying, like, on the set of Wednesday, that she fully like wanted to embody her character and stuff. So she had problems and issues with the script and with the way that they wrote Wednesday Adams, that she felt compelled to handle things her own way in so many different scenes and parts of the um the show so much so as to where she would go so far as to change lines in the middle of recording not really tell anybody but change lines or make all new ones herself and she was very proud of that fact and and just pretty much just boasted how like it was her show her way or no way and uh yeah Stephen tonight was slamming her on there and calling her entitled and toxic and um a lot of people were kind of agreeing, but then a lot of people were disagreeing. They're saying, well, if it really was that much of a problem, couldn't have been too much of a problem because Tim Burton already signed her, Netflix signed her or whatever to go in for season two, which they'd be dumb not to because season one did so damn good. But um, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's good when you want to like embody your character like that. Now, the one of the main plot problems that she, or one of the plots that she had a problem with was the love triangle they put Wednesday Adams in because she was saying there's no way in fuck that Wednesday Adams would have been involved in a love triangle like that to begin with. That's not her character, you know? And so she spoke out about it very often and she was very against it, but you know, they kept it in the script anyway. So she changed a lot of lines and, and, and parts of the script whenever they were filming. I don't have a problem with it because a lot of actors do that. Almost all actors improvise and it's up to the director if they want to keep it or not. And the producers, because they could just make her retake it. Yeah, exactly. If, if it was that. And for whoever that person was that called her out, if he didn't know, but that whole Wednesday Adams infamous dance that broke out that all over that trend, she emphasized like that wasn't even written. Mm-hmm. She did that on her own. All her co-stars have come out and said like during the press junket for Wednesday, had said that when she broke out in dance, no one expected that. So all of their reactions on film were actually authentic because she did that dance. Mm-hmm. And the day that she had that dance, she actually had the flu. I remember and she had to yeah. do that dance. And so I don't have a problem with that because I feel like it's the director and the producer. So if they had a problem, they could just be like, no, you're going to redo it. Yeah, no, and I the the end result was so fucking good. I loved that show. Mm-hmm. I loved her performance in it. So you know, I think she's gonna be a star. I oh, saw yeah. her in Scream oh, Six yeah. yesterday. She's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I love she's her. She's fucking great. So good on her for sticking by her guns, especially at that young, you know, that young of an age. Like, do you have to like stick by your guns? Because I know a lot of times actors 
when they're younger or stuff, they feel like they have to be yes men or yes women. Mm-hmm. They have to say yes to everything. And I feel like if you, she's been working for a while now, though. She's not that new in the industry. But no. um, I think for her to say like, well, no, this is what we're going to do. Well, she's right. So I also see a future for her in producing and directing. So to be an actual. Yeah, especially she has that vision. She has yeah. that vision to basically direct herself. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's like Ellen Pompeo has been, like famously directed herself in Grey's Anatomy, and she's said over and over how that's one of the hardest jobs to do is to direct yourself as an actor. Oh yeah. So, alrighty, let's end it out here with the ESPN segment, <clears throat> sort of this story. So Tom Brady and Giselle, you know, we talked about they are no more. They're done. Well, rumors, according to DailyMail.com, are saying that Giselle has a new man in her life, and it's actually one of Tom Brady's close and longtime friends. Uh, his name is Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Soffer. Um, he's a he's a billionaire who's a hotelier who owns a host of luxury product uh, properties such as the Fontainebleau Hotel in downtown Miami. Um, he was recently married to supermodel-turned-actress Ellen McPherson for four years of a divorce back in 2017. Uh, a source, it's always a source, says, quote, Giselle has been spending time with Jeffrey. They've been seeing each other for several months now and meet secretly about once a week. Um... Who cares if they're? It's like they're not together, but it's like it's not her problem. They're friends. It's it's obviously that guy um, Jeffrey is not that good of a friend to Tom. If he's like, I'm gonna hook up with Giselle now. Was he the okay? His he was married to Ellen McPherson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know who that is. I don't know who Jeffrey is or Ellen. Oh, I yeah, she's yeah, like an older name. <laughs> I don't think he's that cute, but whatever. That's eh. <laughs> eh. It, is, it is it is what it is. Poor Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well to end today's podcast, we're talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. It was recently announced that the Dallas Cowboys decided to part ways with Zeke Elliott. Uh Zeke and Dak started together with the Cowboys in twenty sixteen. Elliott was a first round pick while Dak was a fourth round pick. And the two quickly had a just like a bromance on and off field. Uh, you know, during their rookie seasons, they both had amazing years and helped the Cowboys get to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. Um, Dak said, since that season, the two have grown up as men together. And about the uh, cut with Zeke, he says, quote, I'm hurt. Uh, you know, I'm sure he is, but it's more important for me to be able to support him. I know he's got more opportunities coming his way, and I love that guy. Proud of him, number one supporter for him, no matter what. Um, so the very first Dallas Cowboys practice without Zeke Elliott will go down um, when they resume training this spring. Um, I I don't really. Everybody here knows I don't watch sports and things, but I am familiar with them because my family are hardcore Dallas Cowboys fans. And I do watch it occasionally, like I'll check up on the score. But I also do know that for the last couple of seasons, Dak has not, I'm sorry, not Dak, well, he's sucked recently, but Zeke has not been a factor no. recently. No. And so it's like, why wouldn't they cut his ass? Like, yeah, you had a good first season. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we're going to keep you for all these years. People like Tom Brady and what's that guy's name? That old man, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, don't be talking like, about my AA run like that. <laughs> They stay in the in the sport for so long because they're great at what they do, and you have to stay great in order to stay on the team. So it's true. Sorry, bro. Although there might be a change in that roster because Aaron Rodgers is in talks to go to the New York Jet. I mean, New York, New Jersey Jets. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because. I'm a Packer girl through and through, and hey, you know, if Aaron leaves, I'm still going to be a Packer girl, but poof, it'll be sad to see him go. But whatever, sometimes a change-up is needed, you know, to fresh new meat me and like, stuff. It also makes me feel like he's going to, if he leaves, it'll be for a season or two, and then he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. 
another no, another Tom Brady. This. I know. I feel like he should just go now, like on a high. <laughs> it wasn't be, really a high be, though. This past well, like just go. Like, you have a good name for yourself. Go. Yeah. Before you ruin it, like Tom Brady just went bloop. Uh, that is true. I mean, who knows but, with the new team, Aaron could come out swinging next season, and and then he could leave on a high note. We'll Anyways, that's <laughs> it for the ESPN segment. Really, I just wanted to talk about Giselle and Tom, and then I saw Dak, and I was like, oh, whatever. But that's it. Oof, that was a lot, y'all. That was Thank you for listening. I am tired. My medication's definitely kicking in. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out our, our other podcasts, um, The Local Influencers and Bitches Who Brunch. Bitches Who Brunch is going to have their midseason finale on Tuesday, the 28th, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 28th of March. So you can catch that live on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you check that out. Otherwise, again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.